Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. I'm doing great. And this is a Learn the Ropes episode. If you don't know what Learn the Ropes is, it's kind of like a sub-series that I do here on the podcast, on my YouTube channel and more, where I have conversations with my friends and peers that I really respect in the wrestling business, and we talk about wrestling training. It's the best place for you to hear about the experiences that all these wrestlers had with training and also to hear their advice for you if you are a professional wrestler or even if you're not a professional wrestler or training to be a professional wrestler but still want general advice with life and with learning new things, then I'm sure that these conversations are beneficial to everybody, not just for those that are training to become professional wrestlers. On today's episode, I'm going to talk with two good eggs. They are the Battle Pro Tag Team Champions. JJ Lynch and Rex Armstrong started together on the same day, in the same class, their professional wrestling journey. They will talk about the experience of training together, what it is to do the beginner's course at Knucklehawks, which is the school that I teach at and that we all attend here in London. And they will give you advice about conditioning, about the social aspect of professional wrestling and much more. It's a very valuable conversation that I hope you enjoy. Learn the ropes with two good eggs. JJ and Rex, you guys started together. Um, you met on the first day of your Knuckle Locks beginner course. Um, did you? How was going through the beginner's course? What were you expecting when you were going in? Was it what you had in mind that, that was going to be? Um, well, for for me personally, uh, and I think this. I I started the beginners course when I was um, in my mid, like literally my mid twenties, and Rex was pretty much the same. That kind of, like I was enough of a wrestling fan to have like watched all the documentaries and gone on and watched all the shoot interviews and stuff like that. So I knew kind of where I had to be physically, and I was under no illusion the standard of where I had to be in terms of my gym training and outside training it, it, to be most out of the beginner course. I didn't want to do go into the beginner course blind. I wanted to give myself the best opportunity, I thought, to, to pass it. So I, I kind of wasn't shocked by anything that was sort of thrown out. Well, I'm not saying I found it easy, like the the cardio stuff at the start and um, certainly like bumping and stuff like that was all – um, still difficult and stuff to stuff I had to sort of get to grips with. But I wasn't under uh, any illusion that it was going to just be a walk in the park or anything like that. I definitely had uh, the respect I think I needed before I started training. I think Rex, you'd say the same as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I w- I would say I knew yeah because I was what I was twenty eight I think when I first started, so I knew sort of. And I've been watching wrestling, like JJ said, long enough to know that it was like, you know, super hard. You had to be in real peak physical condition to be anywhere near good at it. Um, so I knew it was going to be, and I I told all my friends after I passed the beginner's course, I was like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But I knew it was going to be the hardest thing I'd ever do, in a way, if that makes sense. So I didn't like just oh, t- try this on a whim and see how it goes. I like, I remember paying for the course in January and then spending January through to 
I think it was like the middle of March that it started, like training specifically for the beginners course. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean? you, you, like, you I said, completely was like, I'm gearing up for this. If I'd say advice to anyone thinking of doing the course, give yourself a little bit of a run up to it. Don't like decide to do yeah. it the week before it starts. Get yourself in good physical condition in terms of you've got something in the gas tank or you got you got some decent cardio on you. Just you could like lift your own body weight and you'll you'll be you'll be all right. Um, because yeah. I think a lot of people from my experience sort of think, oh, when this beginner's course starts, I'll get in really good shape by doing the beginner's course. But that's not giving yourself the best chance to get the most out of it, I would say. Even if you do the beginner's course and decide uh, to not pursue wrestling, which is like perfectly fine, obviously, like you've done it for the experience. But just so you get the most out of the experience, my advice would be make sure you're good to go before it starts. Yeah, 100%. Because, the you know, the... If you watched, if anyone's watched those videos about people who are like you know being made to do blow up drills and throwing up from exercising and stuff like that, not that well, there's a few times I've nearly got to there, but more when uh, we're doing like advanced classes and stuff. Like that's not like a joke. They're not saying this to like you know make wrestling seem super tough. It just is really tough. So don't like <laughs> like you're gonna do forty five minutes to an hour's worth of like pretty intensive cardio. And then be expected to get in a ring and start rolling around. But it, like, there's no, it like, doesn't let up. At the same time, it's not it's not scare tactics. Like if you can't do the something, you won't. Or like you struggle with something, you won't be asked to leave. But if oh, you yeah. haven't given yourself, if you haven't respected it enough to give yourself the best chance of doing well at it, then there's not much point, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually. Like th the reason why, like all schools should do it, right? Do a big focus on cardiovascular condition, and the reason why you do it is because you need to have an impeccable cardiovascular condition to be able to be a good professional wrestler. Yeah, it's oh, not. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's sold as like uh, an idea of like respecting the business and weeding out the weak and stuff like that, and, and there is. Um, it was like that, you know, and it, it, it still is in a way, right? No, even if not directly, but the number one reason why it happens, and I think it's important for every uh, person who trains wrestling to, to know this, the number one reason why it happens is because profession, doing a professional wrestling match is really tiring. Mm, yeah. It's incredibly tiring. And you need to be at your most, most intense in a match at the end, yeah. not at the beginning. That's what I mean. I would say, um, I would say at a very base level, the reason to be uh, physically capable and uh, sorry, physically fit. The reason to be physically fit and capable in terms of fitness is just safety. It's really unsafe yeah. to be really unfit and wrestle, I think. Yeah. And the second aspect of that as well is that um, you, by being more fit, you won't get tired as much and as easily in class, which means that you'll be able to get more out of it because you won't be dying and you'll actually be able to focus both physically and mentally to be able to learn and improve mm. in your wrestling ability. Yes. Yeah. And I think you need to, and also like maybe some people are uh, doing the beginner's course and stuff to like, just see how it goes, which is totally fine. Like people should want to see if uh, things that they want to do, whether they're good at them or not. But I know like the approach that I took and I know David, a couple of the beginner's classes that I helped you out with is like, I think I'd shout it all the time is like, you can't 
drink water during a match. Well, I mean, you can if you wanted to, but do you know what I mean? It's like we'd be doing cardio with people and they would just stop, go over and get a drink of water. And it's like you should probably train with the idea that you have enough in the tank to not really basically mug off punters <laughs> that have paid to yeah, be an athlete. They wouldn't even wait. <laughs> Things like that's a tactic. That's a, like a rest tactic that we yeah. know it is, right? When you stop in the middle of an exercise because you need to get some water, it's because you're too tired and you're quitting. Yeah. It's different from waiting for the pause to be allowed to go to go drink. Yeah, right? but do you know what I mean? That should um, be, not should be, do you know what I mean? But like, I think a good idea to have is like, well, I need to be able, because, you know, which is something 10, to keep 12 minutes and we go in the ring. Just to keep in mind, just to kind of sum it up, I would say is when you go to start wrestling training, um, we're all in, like, It'd be you'd be quite hard pressed to find someone starting wrestling training who's not a massive wrestling fan who's who loves watching wrestling. That's not going to get you enthusiasm for uh, wrestling for watching wrestling won't get you very far. Oh yeah, I think the amount of times that I've said it to to some of the guys when I was helping out with the beginner course is like it'd be like how many of you have been to the gym in the last week. And they'd be like, you know, two hands go up. And it's like, well, how many of you have watched wrestling this week? And everyone's hand would go up. And it's like, well, how many hours have you spent watching wrestling? How many hours have you spent in the gym? Maybe for the next eight weeks, swap that around. <laughs> and that would do you probably an even bigger favor than watching wrestling. Because beginner's course is physicality. Do you know what I mean? Learning but, I don't know, a character I don't, I don't, and moves don't come into it. At the same time, I don't want to be sat here as though I'm expert on it or anything. Like the amount of times I watch my matches back, and I'm like, oh man, I look so tired. Like in certain yeah. parts oh, of it, yeah. it's like, oh my form is just completely collapsed at that point. And you know what I mean? So like, it's a constant battle and challenge to 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 have that there. But just yeah, as I would say, my advice for people doing the beginner schools: give yourself the best chance to get the best opportunity out of it by making sure you're prepared physically for it. 100%. Even if it's not going to the gym, right? Because maybe some people can't afford it or won't be mm -hmm. able to. Uh, just exercise at home. There, YouTube will give you all yeah. the exercises you need, right? To be able to just do something, which is better than doing nothing. Going by the the formula the, that Rex was talking about earlier. The ratio between uh, sitting down watching wrestling versus uh, working out and getting getting fitter. Absolutely. Um, you guys created a very good relationship um, together in, at the, in the beginners course. You started together and Obviously, are you teaming right now? And obviously, I know you, and there is more people that you 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 met and are still friends to this day um, in the beginner scores. Um, tell what's the basically. I want to ask you about the social aspect of it. You know, you will create relationships because it's something that unites you all um, as students. Um, do you? Is it? My two questions are. Um, how how important was having those relationships with your peers to you? And do you think it's necessary and it's the reason why you're there or it will help and contribute to your success? It's never a bad thing, in my opinion, to have people who uh, support, support you and are there for you in, in any environment. It's, it's never a bad idea to be a nice guy and get along with people like that will never really steer you wrong in my opinion um how how necessary is it i i think wrestling one of the most interesting things about the social side of wrestling is 
all everybody's different situations. It's very, you've got lots of different people going through lots of different things and having lots of different stages of their lives and having different experience of the wrestling industry as well. So in terms of finding like a common or mutual ground, the common or mutual ground is usually we all love wrestling and are very passionate about wrestling. And that's something we could have a conversation with um, about everyone. But I understand that uh, certain people will have a completely different experience of wrestling just because of their life outside of it. And that's cool. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think you can be very successful in wrestling without being social uh, or sociable <laughs> uh, because uh, ultimately it's hard work that pays off, hopefully. I know all three of us can probably say that sometimes isn't true, but really it's one of those, wrestling's quite a truthful business in the sense mm. that, you know, you work hard and you get really good and you see the benefits. Yeah. Um, it, it, it takes other people longer, but also I do think generally uh, when it comes to, which I think is like a side of it that maybe doesn't get picked up on too much uh, in training is like the networking aspect of wrestling mm. uh, of like go, the right way of, I think dad spoke about it, about you know, the right way of going to shows and the right way of like trying to get on a show and things like that. Like having that sort of like ability to do that and be, be friendly will also benefit you too. Do you know what I mean? Like I uh, maybe, maybe Maybe we disagree, but I think like being a friendly, approachable person will help you when it comes to just meeting more people and people wanting to uh, help you in your career. Yeah, I, that's what. Yeah, I, it's not essential to be everyone's best friend, but I would say it's. I would. I would. The way I want to go it is just to be uh, nice, as nice as I can to everybody that. I'm around and make it a nice and enjoyable place to be when I'm at a show or training or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just like any other job. Yeah. You know, if the you need to be able to create um good working relationships with the people that you're going to work with yeah. and instead of you being in an office with people sitting to the, to your left and to your right that obviously you want to um, have a good relationship with, um, even if you never get to the point where your actual friends, you still have a good relationship with people and, and, or, or that, you know, I mean, not actual friends, everyone will be like friendly and friends, but not proper close and best friends. Um, in wrestling is the same way, but instead of being in an office, you are in a training class or you are in a wrestling show, uh, no matter what uh, role you're playing. Mm. Um, it's important just to, to have that initiative and, and, and go out there, um, and be able to create that um, those those good relations. At the same time, you need to behave the way that you're expected, not in a "this is our code of conduct," and if you don't behave like this, you're not one of us. But just the basic um, professional behavior that is expected of any job um, that isn't that much different from professional wrestling. Um, I mean, it, it shouldn't it's called be professional wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there is, that's in the title. And I do think sometimes it's like not overly focused on, <laughs> which sounds like a weird thing, but like you have to be professional in turning up in a suit and tie. Although people that do that, I think are baller and I really respect it. I think it's cool. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Uh, but it is also like, you know, um, we're all trying to make 
the show the best show it can be and hopefully to make it so that other people oh, it should be I believe that I believe day. that should be the goal I believe the goal of everyone on that card should be to make the show as best as it could be yeah because ultimately right. do you know what I mean it's like we want to sell we want all these people to come back and for everyone here to have told their friend and then we all get more money or the show gets more money whichever way you look at it uh, and I think yeah do you know what I mean sometimes the wrestler part gets focused on Mainly because that's the main bit that gets taught. Do you know what I mean? There's not no one really teaches about the whole like <laughs> etiquette, and you hear people say like, oh, there's a right way and there's a wrong way to go about it, but no one ever elaborates on it, do they? And you have to like learn through trial and error. And I think when you first start out and you're first helping out on shows, there's always this little voice in the back of your head that's constantly going like, "Oh man, am I getting heat? Is this getting me heat? Oh man, do they like me? Does this? Oh man, am I annoying people?" And I think if maybe there's a little bit taught about that more maybe you know some people wouldn't always have some of the sometimes bad experiences that they do i'll tell you what let, let's start here then um what would you say are a few uh, i'm gonna call them acceptable behaviors and a few behaviors that would give you heat um i don't know I put you on the spot like this uh, yeah <laughs> I, I don't know about so much heat but if what we're doing with this podcast is kind of saying our experiences to people who have um, not been wrestling for very long at all, so kind of what we what we can do is tell people, give our experience to people who are just starting out, seeing as we're not just starting out, but we're still very fresh. So what I've, in terms of etiquette and behaviours and no nos and stuff like that, if you turn up to crew a show. And it's painstakingly obvious that the only reason you are there is because you want to be booked on the show, and you think that just by being there once or twice you you'll get put on it at some point. That's not the right way to be, or that's not like a healthy way to be. Like, think of it as like you like you really enjoy wrestling, so you are going to help at a show, be around. Um, a show that is hopefully a nice vibe and get to hopefully watch a really good wrestling show for free and then sort of like be part of the whole experience. Like that should be fun in a way. And I can understand why it's not if you've been doing it for a long, long time, but if you're just starting out, that should just be like a a really cool and fun. Treat it as a really cool and fun experience. And if, and if nothing comes from it, at least you had that really fun day where you just enjoyed yourself at a wrestling show and got to help out and be a part of it in a way. That's what I would say because promoters can smell a mu- They know when you're there to crew that if they turn around and said, would you like to be on the next show? You're going to say, yes, please. Like they, they all know that. But so they all know why you're there pretty much, but don't, act like that's or don't let that be the only reason to be there because that won't endear you to anyone and it will also make you quite unhappy like you're probably going to come away from that with a negative experience and there's no not much uh that's not a very good idea really is it so that's that's what i would say about it don't go there with that with with that with with wanting that to be your only takeaway from it i yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I feel like as well, it's like uh, if you are going to come and help out on these shows, uh, 
to also, like you would if you were trained to be a wrestler, to work hard. Work hard in doing the job that you've been asked to do. Um, especially if you do get the, the opportunity to crew, I guess, slightly bigger shows or there where you, you go to first, like be seen to be, you know, crewing and helping out and not just standing around chatting to wrestlers, chatting to fans, chatting to your friends that have showed up. Um, and always bring your gear, but don't tell them that you've brought your gear. <laughs> is the always part. bring your gear, never bring your gear into the venue. Yeah, yeah don't, you know, they, and if, and, they know, they know everyone's bought their gear, but don't be like, oh, any spots? Any, oh, is yeah. that person? And then when they're like, oh, we don't know if this person's going to make it. Oh, if they don't make it, like, just, if you get asked, you'll be asked. And a salient piece of advice as well would be like, if that is why you are there to crew, sort of, uh, which is why a lot of people do and stuff to network and to be around there, hopefully in the future, wanting to get um, a booking or a shot on the show. Be realistic about if that's your goal, be realistic and target certain shows where you might be capable of doing that. Don't go when you're not known in the industry and crew one of the biggest shows and expect to be on there within five shows of crewing you know because that's only going to end one way like if if you're only crewing shows to get on shows make sure you're crewing shows where it's possible for you to get on like no no like target somewhere have a plan and attack it that way if that's the only reason you're crewing shows that was really insightful and really good conversations we were having there. The one about getting ready for the beginner's course when it comes to your physical ability and your conditioning is really important. And it's something that should carry throughout your wrestling journey. Don't just get ready to start the beginner's course and then not continue the habits of training by yourself after you start training to be a professional wrestler. Even if you're just doing it as a hobby and for fun, If you really do want to do some wrestling shows, just training once a week or whatever it is won't be enough. Now do me a favor, go on Twitter and tell me the number one lesson you learned from this Learn the Ropes conversation. Tweet me at DeFrancisco underscore one and you also can tweet at Lynch and at SpeakRex. Oh, by the way, there's more here on the podcast feed than just learn the ropes conversations. I have conversations with my guests about a lot of things. I do some catch-ups on my career and more. For example, I did an episode with Two Good Eggs where I tested their relationship. If you want to find out which one of them knows the other better than the other way around, then go listen to that episode. Thank you for listening. I hope it was valuable. There's more learn the ropes here on the feed and also to come on the David Francisco podcast. Make sure you subscribe and I'll talk to you next time.